Welcome to this podcast. I fucked it up already. Welcome <laughs> to this episode of the podcast. Guess what you're going to hate? Leave that in. I'm Kate. I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s shit. I messed that up real bad. We always mess it up. That's part of the appeal. I feel like I was doing pretty good for a while there. Like, I knew it, but then we didn't record an episode for a while, and my brain was like, hey, how about some other knowledge can replace that? And I was like, no, don't overwrite. And it was, like, saved. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, no, I read too many articles about the game Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's a, it's like a, it's an old DS game, which you can play it on like PC and a PS4 now, but it's just like a visual novel that, with a bunch of escape rooms and you've been kidnapped and you, anyway, it's really fun. Okay. <laughs> I, read many, I read too many articles about it this weekend and the intro went poof. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to get rid of something. And as far as things go, you might as well go get rid of something that doesn't make you any money and also uh, is written down. So it takes, it takes a lot of takes a lot of your time and mine. No, it's a good time. Fun fact, this podcast is only a vehicle. So Janine and I will talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it, it's for all the fame. We're not here for you can enjoy it. It's for the ad, uh, the ad know, revenue, the, the accolades, <laughs> the, all the all the awards and money we make, and the nice texts from your mom, and the nice texts from Kim. Yes. Hey, this is great. We survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying, Paris Hilton deserves better. Also, the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's guess what you're gonna hate with Janine and Kate. Anyway, so we watched Final Destination 3, and by that I mean you watched Final Destination 3, and I watched Final Destination 3 a lot of times in the past. And I would have all of our audience know that Hulu so rudely removed the Final Destination series from their website as soon as we decided, hey, let's watch a lot of Final Destination this month. And they were like, hmm, no. So I sent you $5 for a roller coaster movie. And I propose that we skip number four and go straight to five because I hate number four and you can't get it yeah. for free anyway. <laughs> uh, so I watched Final Destination 3, which I had seen before and in fact had been the only Final Destination movie I'd seen. And actually it was a lot more enjoyable having seen the other two, even though you don't have to watch the other two to watch this movie. You don't, because the third one is like, it's like not a different continuity, but it's strictly new characters. There are no returning characters in three. Because I think people were getting tired of, uh, well, no, because there's no, there were no characters to come back from number two. Yeah. Everyone died. So they were like, let's just get it up again with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and a roller coaster. Yeah. And they don't like hit you over the head with, remember the other movies? Remember the other movies? Like... They do introduce it by, like, saying, hey, you know, Wendy, this happened to somebody else a couple years ago. Why don't you look into that? And then immediately later when Wendy's like, I think you might be right. I think this is happening again. They're like, oh, my God, you're crazy. Why would you think something like that? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, here's an idea. Just kidding. Fuck you. That's yeah. what you get for riding on a roller coaster. And I realized, you know, um, because we've talked about this before, and if I mean, if you haven't at least understood what a Final Destination movie is, basically, people escape death, death comes back to get him again. 
Booyah. Because he's mad. He's mad. I mean, wouldn't you be? Like, someone thwarts your plans? He's a pissy little teen. He just wanted to have a pool party, but it started raining, and now he's got to get mad at the rain and kill the weather. I don't know what that was. And, like, electrocute the pool. I don't know. Probably. He'd do that. No, because the pool, it's not the pool's fault. It's the rain. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. You know what? We can't Um, get into this. This Speaking of pools and horror movies from the 2000s, did you watch Carrie 2? I think that was from the 2000s. Um, No, I did not, but I have read the Wikipedia summary because it sounded terrible oh it was really bad even though it did scare me when i watched it uh 1999 whatever who cares doesn't count um (laughs) there's a pool there's a pool death scene in it where basically like you know because she gets angry at the party and like a bunch of people get killed in the pool but she also uses like cds telepathically to murder people and it's hilarious there's a pool death scene in final destination 4 that is truly terrible and I'm just going to tell you about it because I don't want to watch that movie. He gets sucked, like, his butt gets sucked onto, like, the pool drainage thing and his organs get sucked out. Hey, that's the thing that happens. It's called Delta P. I was just reading about it the other day. It's the changes in water pressure. I don't think, man, I don't know if that's, I don't know if there's a scientific explanation for the death in Final <laughs> Destination 4. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Can we get a scientific defi- <laughs> scientific explanation for just bad movie deaths in general? Probably not. We shouldn't. Don't open that can of worms. We're going to be here for two hours. <laughs> I'm going to, next, next movie, I'm going to call up the world's premiere, like, death scientist and ask them for the formula for what and they're gonna be like who is this how did you get my number it's two in the morning (laughs) you know what um i would say as far as all the final destination movies have gone so far the deaths in this one were kind of weak like none of them were really like whoa and then that's gonna happen like yeah it didn't feel like a like a rube goldberg machine it just sort of was like well they some guy's holding a nail gun and it accidentally goes off into that other girl's face but you know it is interesting because Remember when I was talking about the last movie and I thought it was interesting that they were going to try to introduce this idea that maybe um, like a serial killer might get one of the girls because they were in the elevator with a creepy guy holding a box full of amputated arms or whatever. Yeah, the, the like the prosthetic hooks. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this movie, they actually do that because basically Wendy has this realizes that she's interpreting her own death wrongly and finds out that actually the cause of her death is going to be the creepy goth kid, McKinley, who also goes by Zip sometimes. Like, I don't know. like his, But he had to be called McKinley because the school is McKinley. And also McKinley is one of our assassinated presidents. And also McKinley is the high school from Glee, just so you know. Thank God that we have that straight. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like, so her death is actually going to be at the hands of him until he's killed. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it kind of, I was reading about it. Apparently uh, philosophers and like film critics love to get crazy about this movie, even though it isn't very good because of the idea of, you know, personifying death, but then also having death personify others. That makes sense. I was reading on the Wikipedia. I was like, people have too much time on their hands. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's an interesting concept where it's like, oh, not only is death going to like get you, but he's going to make other people like, he's going to require the other victims to like help you help him. And I'm just like, yeah. Once again, apparently Clear had the only good idea where she was just going to fucking stay in a padded room forever. <laughs> that's all, That's the only way you could really get out of this. What happens if you just kill yourself? Oh, right. Death won't even let you do that, which is such a fucking cop out. Yeah. That's like rude as hell. Get, death is being so picky. He's like... He's like, no, you don't get to just shoot yourself. I want to, I want to Rube Goldberg you into like getting crushed by glass because of pigeons. <laughs> what the fuck. 
But yeah, no, this movie is great because um, I love a movie that has like very like tongue in cheek like music choices. So you know they almost <laughs> die on a fucking roller coaster, and then everyone fucking hears roller coaster of love coaster. before they die. <laughs> Uh, but like my favorite thing about that is like the two girls who die in the tanning beds which is just gross but um totally gross. like that song's playing and they're like i love this song and they like have no ptsd from <laughs> seeing all their classmates dying <laughs> i do think it's funny like when they're like picking out their music and like they're like making fun of the fact that there's like top 40 hits in the cd and i'm like we're trying to give depth to these two, like, very flat, like, preppy characters, and the depth that they've been given is that they like oldies instead of top 40, which is just really bizarre. That's a, it's a strange choice. I like that they both have the same name, basically, because their name is Ashley and Ashlyn. Um, <laughs> I like that they have one defining character trait, and it's that they like disco. <laughs> I mean, what a strange. It's just strange. It's like they're those characters are literally a vehicle for the director to show boobs in his classic horror movie, and and they don't like top forty music. It's like no, you are the. <laughs> that's feminism, baby. That's, that's feminism, baby. Oh my god, I just like. <sighs> How I do think I like the characters in this movie a little bit better. Like the, I guess you would say that. Wendy and the guy that survives, who's not her boyfriend, um, is his name Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, Wendy and Kevin, they kind of have, like, a little bit better of a chemistry than, like, the last movie, where the two people getting together was just kind of, like, weird. And it especially feels weird because you realize how old these characters are supposed to be, like, in the, in the, um, that second movie. Like, in the first movie, everyone's a high school student. Yeah. Um, mostly. And then the second movie, there's, like, different ages of people and you realize that like the main character is supposed to be like a college student and then the the main man the main guy character is a cop and it's like well how old is he why are you guys dating that's weird yeah yeah it's weird but this one's cute because they're like they knew each other before and they weren't really close but they get closer and it's not like horrible it was like one of those like sets of two couples where the girls are both best friends and the guys are both best friends so it's like a high very high school thing yeah but also like did you know that i don't know if it's like in the uh like the movie proper if you actually get to see it or if it's only like a special feature thing but did you know that you find out how the two main characters in two die in this one yeah you told me the wood chipper yeah, get sucked into a fucking wood chipper it's like perfect date night standing next to a wood chipper they, they're like not even like fucking dating they're like not even like they just run into each other at a at a hardware store and somehow get sucked into a wood chipper and i'm like what kind of what kind of hardware's i'm sorry what kind of hardware store has a running wood chipper <laughs> that's a good question I hadn't thought about that. The, the same thing basically happens here. At the end of the movie, it looks like the uh, Wendy and her little sister, Julie, the three people who look, the three people who look like they might have survived, they all suddenly run into each other in a subway train, and like they're not actually. I mean, of course, the the girls have the tie of being sisters, but like Wendy hasn't seen Kevin in months. And then she starts like, uh, I think something bad is going to happen. Because I think that's right after she has a vision that everything bad is going to happen. And you're just like, get off the subway. But she can't because a party comes into the bus because they're celebrating. And yeah, so they all die anyway. Or at least it's implied they all die. I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't appear in four or five. Yeah, but it's great. Again, ironic music choice because the credits music plays Love Train. Fantastic. That's so good. So it's like a remix of Love Train? Yeah. That's even better. Roller Coaster of Love Train. That's fantastic. No. <laughs> um, another good one is uh, 
uh, when you watch the DVD version, the DVD version for some reason has like a choose your own adventure <laughs> section. And um, when you're like watching it, uh, like you can like convince everyone to like not get on the train to be not get on the roller coaster to begin with. And like it ends the movie like really prematurely. <laughs> and uh, it's like it's like no one no one gets on. So like not even like her like boyfriend and her best friend get on, you know, like she doesn't get anyone off because she's like, you know, what, guys, I think it's a really bad idea and I don't want us to get on the roller coaster and I don't want us to blah, blah, blah. So no one gets on the roller coaster that she knows no one dies and she or maybe someone dies, but, like, none of her friends do. But anyway, then she just becomes a fortune teller. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just, like, going in the face of all those people who are like, well, why did she just do this? It's like, you know why she didn't do that? Because it makes a bad movie, okay? Yeah, because the movie ends immediately. They, made, they, they gave us that option, and it was sucked. I had to go back and watch the whole first, like, 20 minutes again and make different decisions. Yeah, I actually did <sighs> watch it using the DVD and made all the different decisions. And as I was kind of, like... Because I didn't have the DVD this time, since they don't do special features on streaming for some reason. Uh, it was called Choose Their Fate. <laughs> uh, they, I was reading about it, the, the IMDb page, that said what the differences are. And the one guy who causes the accident, because his camera comes off from around his neck and like gets lodged in the tracks or whatever, he's like the jerk pervert. Um, when they save him, he survives. Because, like, he's later seen getting, like, pulled into, like, the police station, I think because he was peeping or something. And there's never any mention that he dies in that plot line. So, just saying, perversion is rewarded in the eyes of the Final Destination series. I mean, like, clearly, because have you watched the movies? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, oh, gosh. No, I think it's like, I think every horror movie, I think every movie should have a Choose Their Fate edition. I think that'd be really funny. Imagine watching Mean Girls and you could actually, like, actually, like, kill Regina George with the bus. (laughs) Oh, God. Isn't that just a video game? No, that's just Heathers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they remade Heathers. I didn't see it, but I heard it was horrible. I was like, it's not even like a remake. It's like a reboot, but like the Heathers are not like cool, beautiful, popular girls. They're like outcasts. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't fucking watch Heathers to feel sympathy. (laughs) No, I watched Heathers to watch a bunch of bitches die. Okay. And that's why you watch Final Destination 3. I do <laughs> love Final Destination movies, except for the fourth one. But yeah, so um, one, I don't like roller coasters, so I agree. Don't get on a roller coaster. Two, uh, horror movies are fun. Three, the main character from Instant Stars in this movie, a uh, Canadian TV show I loved a lot when I was a kid. Did you ever watch that? No, which what was it called? Instant Star. No, I'd never heard of it. It was like a... It, they showed it on, like, it was, like, a Canadian show where they showed it on, like, Teen Nick or, like, like the 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 Inn or whatever it was called. Yeah. It's a terrible name for an hour. But um, uh, it's, like, about this girl who, like, wins a, um, like, a basically, like, an American Idol type thing for teens and she becomes, like, a recording artist. And uh, it's the goth girlfriend. Oh. I thought that she was kind of fun. I thought Zip and Pip were adorable. I do also think that it was interesting. Yeah. I think that they're like, they pulled in all the stereotypes from your typical high school because you had the jock, the two goths, the prep girl, and then I guess the outcast being Wendy because she wasn't really like popular. She was just there and on the yearbook or whatever. They just all have like really good, interesting dynamics, but like very stereotypical dynamics that I think would have very much appealed to me as like a teenager because like the two preppy girls the beginning they like 
reach out to Wendy because Wendy doesn't want to go to graduation. It's like, you should come tan with us. And they're like, yeah, totally. It'd be so great if you'd come tan with us. And she's like, uh, maybe and walks off and, and Ziv and Pip are rolling their eyes as they hear like the preps go, we're so nice, aren't we? Yeah, so nice. I was like, <laughs> dang, that would have totally pushed all of my little preps are bad buttons as a kid. I mean, like, even then they are nice. They are inviting her to do something with them. I mean, yeah, like, it's okay to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> when you're inviting some like kind of weird girl to hang out with you, like, they didn't really want to go tan with her. They were just being nice. Also, why didn't she want to go to graduation? What a weirdo. She wasn't even like a goth. (laughs) Just go to graduation, yearbook girl. God. It's interesting, but it's still like, you know, it's not really like a great movie. I think that in the terms of the franchise. What are you talking about? Final Destination 3. (laughs) It's wonderful. It's It's not like, but it's not like the best (laughs) movie ever. It's really not great. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's better than two. There are better Final Destination movies. I think it's better than two. I do. I think. It's better than two. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I really like the fifth one. I know it, I keep saying that, but. I think that this movie so has good. one of the best lines of the series so far, which is, so the, uh, the basically like the other main character, Kevin, who was Wendy's boyfriend's best friend. He's also trying to help solve this mystery, basically, and figure out what they can do and like go and warn people uh, about their deaths. And they actually get, um like interviewed by the police because they've been at the scene of every death so far, which is pretty funny. I thought that was a good touch, but he has to go to his job as security at the, what is it? Like a, a July the 4th celebration is a, t- a bicentennial celebration, something like there's fireworks and flags. Yeah. Um, and he's watching, he's like on edge. Cause he knows that the source of his death is probably around here somewhere. Cause Wendy finally let him see, Oh, yeah. In this movie, it's not just a vision. The camera that she used to take pictures of all the people who were involved shows their deaths. So she shows his to him, finally, and it basically implies that he's going to get, like, something's going to blow up in his face. And so he keeps, like, looking around the party and seeing things like fireworks and an open grill. And then he sees Ben Franklin impersonator doing the whole, like, kite on a string with the key at the end. And his... And... Ben Franklin's like, and this will conduct electricity. And he looks at him and says under his breath, fuck you, Ben Franklin. And I <laughs> lost it. <laughs> you just like any like instance of someone telling someone else to fuck off. And I I admire that about you. I really admire that. Yes, I do. It's always good. Malicination, a movie that proves that roller coasters are bad. <laughs> it's always good. And that maybe if you have a premonition of your death, you should just follow through with it because at least it won't be as bad as your <laughs> imminent death. <laughs> At least it won't be as bad as all the other ways you could die, which, as we've learned, yeah, like you watch like the first or the second one, and it's like, oh, it looks like a lot of those people died instantly, you know, like like in that plane crash, it's like they just died. They didn't. It wasn't like a terrible death. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was scary and probably bad for a few, like at least a minute or so. But like then they were just dead. Unlike like this fucking movie where you see someone get like cut in half by a cherry picker. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Or squished by a billboard or... Or just like straight up like fucking like shot a bunch of times in the face with a nail gun. Yeah. Again, there are pigeons in this movie who lead to someone's death. So I think that pigeons might be the real villain here. I like pigeons. They're so fun. Just a thought. They are. They're very cute they're and so very stupid bad looking. I love walking them. I love... There's one pigeon by a train stop that I get off pretty often and um, it's got one foot. And I love him. He's, one foot? Oh, it's like a little step. He's got like a little peg leg. 
But, you know, like, as far as the movie goes, it's really not that bad. It's got some interesting visuals. If you read about the themes, people love to dissect this movie. Like, there's a lot of uh, inspection as to, like, the colors they use and the tones they use. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like, great. Google it. But if you're just in it for plot, cool, it's, you whatever. Know, it's okay. It's fine. You're going to yeah, it's make good. some it's popcorn. Good. Yeah, make some popcorn. What's the crime of the week? Um, I think it is... Uh, Destroying a ra- like I have to said a railroad. Destroying a roller coaster track <laughs> to save other people. Destroying a railroad is the first thing. No, just de- des- destroying a railroad is is just a problem because you're gonna make people use more cars. But um, destroying a uh, a roller coaster so people can't ride it at all. Uh, that's what I- vandalism. Vandalism of property on a theme park. Vandalism is always a good one. I also say that maybe like. The two girls, of course, try not to let it, like, lead to your death. Like, do your best. But um, the two prep girls, basically, what they try to do is put a sign on the door at the front of the salon to, like, turn away other customers so that they can get a really long private tanning. I'm sure that's a crime. Do that. That sounds fun if you like to tan. Do people even tan anymore? Do that just, like, any place you want to be by yourself. Yeah. Do it. Like, if you want (laughs) to... Figure out how to close the doors at, like, a Target. And be the only person in the Target. If you want to go ham at a Chinese buffet and you don't want anyone to watch you do it, see if that works. <laughs> Put up a sign that says, we'll be back later, close for 30 minutes, and then just go to town. But tip well, please. Yeah, not that long. Like, 15, you can go to town for 15 minutes on that, on that ruse. Yeah, I mean, like, do you really need a full 30 minutes? To do that? I don't think so. Sorry about not doing as many episodes. I'm taking care of my family and there's been like some stuff going around, like some stuff I've had to take care of. It's been crazy, but sorry. <laughs> uh, Are you apologizing to me or the crowd? The crowd. I don't care what Audience. you think. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. That's I love fine. you. Um, I love you too. And I've also just forgot. I just forget. When you don't remind me that this exists, I don't remember. It's okay. I know you have like objects, object permanence issues. What? If it's not in front of you. You don't, you don't know what object permanence is? No, I do. When, why would I have that? I'm not a baby. I don't know. I'm just saying. It was a joke. How dare you joke about me? This friendship is over. How dare? It's more like a dog, not really like a baby thing. It's like, you know, a dog will kind of forget about its favorite toy if you don't like show it to them. And they're like, oh my God, it's my favorite toy. And then they'll go crazy for it. I do. F- yeah, actually, I am like that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, Okay. Well, um, we'll try to do one before, you know, I got one more week until Halloween. We'll try and do something else Watch next week. Watch Final Destination 5. Yeah, I guess we could do that. It's 2010, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, that basically counts. So, whatever. Final Destination 3. I think you should watch it. Probably. That happened. I, I, I liked it. Final Destination 4, <laughs> skip it. I will never know. <laughs> Everybody needs to skip Final Destination 4. And All right, I'm game. Let's do it. Okay, uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hatepodcast. I will put the notes from this movie on the Patreon exclusive, so if you are a new patron, you'll get access. Uh, thanks to our newest patron, Trisha. So we now have... What? Four patrons. We have Trisha, we have Daryl, we have Kim, and we have Paul Ryberg, who also does the awesome theme song for our podcast, Thanks, Paul. Check out his podcast. Fun fact, whenever you hear the the intro to our podcast, it's just Paul just doing really spot-on mimicry of, uh, <laughs> of instruments and our voices. Yeah. 
So when she says he does our our theme song every week, don't don't misunderstand. It's not a recording that she adds in post. He's on the call and he's making some sounds. And he's doing a stellar job. He's really good. It's so consistent. Uh, I can't even get the intro right every week. Yeah, and he's just always nailing it. And you can find his other podcasts, The Minute Pod and Plug In Missing. You can also find us on Facebook. Just look up Guess What You're Gonna Hate and on Twitter at Hate Podcast. We have an Instagram at Hate Podcast, but I don't ever update it, so whatever. And a website, yeah, duh, www.hatepodcast.com. Happy early Halloween. Ooh, spooky. You know what we should have done with crimes? What's something? What's a good Halloween costume based in this movie? A train. <laughs> just um, just a tanning bed. Just a, just a tanning, tanning bed. bed. Tanning bed. <laughs> How about just a weirdo with a camera? Like, that's creepy. A generic goth. A generic goth. Um, A generic goth. um, What else would be good for Halloween costume based on this movie? Um, A pigeon. Just the Grim Reaper. Yeah, just the Grim Reaper, duh. I mean, we might as well do the Scream 2 mask at that point. Like, come on. The Grim Reaper, but he's holding a Final Destination 3 DVD. (laughs) The Grim Reaper, but he's holding a little semi-truck in one hand and, like, a model train in the other, and he's mad. (laughs) The Grim Reaper, but he's got kind of, like, a weird little setup, so it makes it look like he's watching the Final Destination 3 DVD (laughs) and he's doing the Choose Your Fate section. The Grim Reaper, but he's carrying a Rube Goldberg machine with him everywhere he goes. And I guess the Rube Goldberg, like, machine ends with, like, a bag of candy waiting for you to take from him. the Grim Reaper, but fundamentally under misunderstanding the Rube Goldberg machine is just carrying a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> the, the Grim Reaper, but he's got a really big grudge. He's got the grudge hair from the horror movie. Um, the Grim Reaper, but he is just like constantly whining. He's like, oh, they were supposed to die. <laughs> the, and then if anyone asks, they're He's, they're like, I'm the concept of death from Final Destination. Darn! <laughs> the Grim Reaper, but he's wearing this year's losing Super Bowl jersey. <laughs> the, the Grim Reaper, but um, he is going to a costume party himself, so he's wearing like a Mario uh, B- Brothers outfit on top of his Grim Reaper outfit. <laughs> the Grim Reaper, but a pigeon poops on him. Um, a Grim Reaper, but like several pigeons are just constantly around him, and he's just like the pigeon master. <laughs> the Grim Reaper, but with the nail gun okay we gotta stop okay. the grim reaper but with a pilot's hat yeah that sounds good that's final destination one every all everyone yeah. okay <laughs> okay all right i don't know i love that have fun have fun with the grim reaper and all of his different flavors oh he tastes so bad <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Bye. goodbye <laughs>